Hello, everybody. Welcome to another edition of NASCAR Radio. This is episode 124 of NASCAR Radio, where trading cards and racing meet. I'm your pal Val. With me is the Texas Tornado Ken. Phil <laughs> Jason, how are you? <laughs> I just I just want to say for those of you that are gonna crap all over me because you'd rather Jason be here, I'll just tell you this. Yeah, I know he's better than me. <laughs> and then the, the man, the myth, the legend, PSA and White Castle Hall of Famer, Logan. How are you? Uh, hey, man, how's it going? I'm feeling thankful tonight. You know, we are, we do have Thanksgiving coming up. Yes, very thankful. I have a great, and to your point, I do have a great show coming up here. We're going to talk about the last race for F1, crowned the champion there in F1. Of course, it was done a few weeks ago, but we'll just make believe that he got crowned this week. And then um, we're going to talk about the 1992 Hot Wheels Pro Circuit cards. Um, you might have forgotten about these or didn't even know they existed. So nice little collectible that spans a few different racing genres there. And then we'll finish up the show with the uh, King's Court. But first want to um, thank our sponsor, Panini America, and our seasonal sponsor from the director of sales at the American Light and Fixture uh, Shower Ring shower curtain ring division so we appreciate you uh listening to the show <laughs> um well guys let's uh i guess let's jump right into it here so uh let me work over here and we did have that last f1 race and we had max verstappen was our winner there at the uh, abu dhabi Grand Grand Prix that was Sunday, November twentieth at eight a.m. and that was at the Yaz Marina Circuit. Like I said, Max Verstappen was our winner. With that, he um, is our twenty twenty two champion, repeating from last year. The real race, though, was for second, which was Charles Leclerc, who beat out Sergio Perez by three points for that second spot which was a pretty tight race there for a uh, second. Yeah. So I guess that one point that Max didn't give or that one position that uh, Max didn't give him, I don't know if that, that uh, made the difference or not, if he could have won, you know, came in second or not. I mean, I didn't do the point. So I don't know if that, that, that was true or not. Yeah. So for this race, it was three points separating. Uh, second place was 18 points and third was 15 so um, looks like there's uh, I can't remember what position they were in last time. If it was the same as 15 and 12 between third and fourth. So uh, that would have been interesting if it would have been a tie. Yeah, I don't know what the tiebreaker is. I, I'm sure it has to do with wins like, like everybody else. Then they go into wrestling mode. <laughs> <laughs> you got to wrestle up for it. It's a death match. <laughs> uh so max Verstappen, we've talked about his cards numerous times and with that he is another another win for the season so he increases the record from what was that 13 14 15 now for the season 13 to 15 13 was the record and now 15 is the record yeah that's incredible with i think it was 22 races so 
So which is more uh which is more amazing to you guys? Fifteen wins by Verstappen or zero wins and zero poles by Lewis Hamilton? I, the latter. I would have I would have I would have bet anything that he would have won at least a pole or a race this year. Yeah, that yeah, snapped I, his uh win streak from two thousand seven. So now it's that, that streak is over. He's gonna have yeah, to start a new one. Yeah, it's going to be interesting to see because I, I was listening to the race and they were talking about, yeah, they pointed out that that had happened. And he was still wanting to race like three or four more years, you know, and it's like, is he going to be like uh, like an Albert Pujols where, you know, toward the end of his career, you know, he's not winning, he's not getting the podiums. So his popularity in cards is really going to slide. And then that final season when he makes that, you know, whatever that is, retirement run, all of a sudden everybody's going to, so it'll be interesting to see what what you know what what the how the card market reacts to that now that he has not won a pole or had a win, and it'll be interesting to see. I mean, we know that cards just in general are leveling off. It'll be interesting to see if his level off more than some others. No, I think you bring up a great point because kind of that out of sight, out of mind, and you know F one was so hot, cards were so hot, but you know. It's like, what have you done for me lately type of thing? And, you know, trying to bring in new folks. It's hard. You know, it's like the when the Patriots or whatever, when you're when you're winning, you you bring all these new fans. Everybody's, you know, is on to that. But then, you know, trying to find m- new fans and people move on to maybe Max or whatever. Is he the new, you know, the new de- dynasty here coming? But, yeah, I don't know. I was really surprised concerning the drop off from last year because, I, you know, we talked about it last year where. Um, Max and Lewis had won, you know, it wasn't 50% a piece, but you know, it was pretty close to 45% a piece. And we had a few stragglers who won a race or two, but those two were the majority. And then such a drop off from Lewis this year to nothing, right? So I think it was like eight or nine or whatever it was last year a piece, but yeah, it was like I said, it just it was interesting, you know. Was it the car, though? Because I think that most of us, maybe that aren't the biggest F1 fans, are the first to point out that F1 is very mechanical, very car-driven, as much as, Mm -hmm. you know, it is talent-driven, is where some of the other series, you know, all other things being equal, it seems like, you know, the talent. A lot of times it's the talent more than it is the, the cars themselves. Well, you also bring up good points where that's why I kind of look at F2, because I believe they're all driving the same car and that it does speak a lot to talent. And so your winner in F2 is kind of somebody to maybe take a look at up and coming drivers, you know. I like taking a look at them because a lot of them come over to IndyCar. This is yeah. true. <laughs> and so I, you know, noticed that, that maybe you're not getting IndyCar cards, but you're getting the cards for these guys in F1. So. There's going to be there's uh, uh, Marcus Armstrong is coming over this year. So that'll be three guys out of the 2020 and 2021 sets in IndyCar that will have had F1 cards. And I believe we had one of his. Oh, sorry. Four. Because I forgot about Grosjean. So four of them. Mm. I I think we had one of them in the King's Court last week. Uh, He because it was a high dollar card for the American born driver. But I think he's yeah. going to F1. He's not coming to IndyCar. Yeah, oh, okay. Logan Sargent, yeah. Yeah, he's he's going to F1 next year. Gotcha. Well, let's um Max Verstappen. 
the the 26th <laughs> so what i wanted to do was kind of i know we've kind of talked quite a bit about the 2020 tops chrome and the different ones but we really didn't break down the 20 or pre 2020 so he has two cards in 2016 and these tops trumps like them or if they're official rookie cards or not they're first cards and you can see here there's like I said, the two, but you can distinguish them by the backs and kind of the image. It's kind of the same image, one's offset, but it's the 2016 Topps Trumps F1 Grand Prix Heroes and then the 2016 Topps Trumps F1 Grand Prix Helden, which I believe is German. And so you can see on the left, the PSA, that it also corresponds to the back on the on the right-hand side on the bottom, and then the other one here in the SGC holder is the one on the top. So if you're at a show and you see one of those, you can kind of distinguish them from the backs. So that's 2016. Again, trying to give you guys army with information on when you're out in shows or seeing stuff on eBay. Yeah. Also, go ahead. I, I consider that those cards as rookie cards for sure. I, I mean, I like them as well. There's a, another one is 2018 Topps Trumps Grand Prix. That's the Helden 2. So these are a lot cheaper than the Topps Chrome Formula 1. So if they kind of become, I guess, majorly accepted in, in the hobby, that maybe they could see an increase or not. But again... Uh, Logan, to your point, I like the earlier cards uh, myself. And then this one I just kind of threw in there. This is the Tops Now. It's the 2020 Tops Now Formula One card number 23. This is his first Tops Tops Now card. That only has a print run of 4047 And those those prices, like everything else, have been coming down here for the, for the last few months. So. Yeah, just like the Lewis Hamilton tops now, that thing has come down over 90% of where it was. Wow. It's, it's amazing how, how much that thing has fallen down. Yeah, it's fun for me to see these kind of things because it also, you know, reminds me of the early days of NASCAR. I mean, what is Dale Earnhardt's rookie? You know, <laughs> you know, and it's kind of the same thing. What is Verstappen's rookie? What is... Hamilton's rookie is it back to the Futuro with him you know what is it um and even like old baseball there are there's I can't remember who it was just the other day I heard somebody talking about um somebody that's in the T206 set but in one of the 30 Gaudi sets as well and the Gaudi is considered the rookie because of distribution because it was distributed in packs T206s were not distribu distributed in packs you know, in what we consider that. So it's just right. another fun thing. It, it, you know what? It's fun. And it, it gives people an opportunity to collect how they want to collect. If you want to collect those earlier ones that don't cost as much as Topps Chrome and Topps Chrome Sapphire, go for it, man. Because you know what? I'm probably going to enjoy seeing those more on Instagram than people showing the same Lewis Hamilton and Max Verstappen cards, the same 10 cards over and over and over. I like seeing something different, but that's just me. No, I'm with you, man. I, I totally agree. That, that's how I feel with the Earnhardts. You know, you got the, the 83 Uno and the the 86 uh, Sports Star Photographics, and then you even have the uh, the 82 the Kitco. Kitco. Yeah. yeah. 
So, I mean, th there's some tough cards right there. And with all him, three, you can even argue those are tough. And with him, you can even argue is it the 88 or is it the 80? You know what I mean? So he, he gets that ex extra level of because of the 88 max. But yeah, it's fun. And it, like I said, it just gives people that opportunity to whatever you think's the rookie, collect it. Yeah, it's great. I went for all of them. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, you could do that too, right? So I just found out the other day, I was looking at, I get on with Mario Andretti, that he's in that 82 Kidco. So I didn't realize that. Oh, no, no, I'm sorry. It was Chip Canassi. Yes, oh, okay. I think he's in one of the sports car, on one of the sports car ones. He is, yes. Oh, okay. I know so he's got it, some of those. He's in some of those 80s, the... uh the PPG sets that there were from like 80, was it 82 to 84 or 82 to 86, something like that. Yeah. I know Ganassi's in a couple of those because he was driving, uh, you know, open wheel at the time. Right. And then I, so I went into the trading card database, pulled it up and then saw the Kidco and I'm like, oh, I, cause I have some of those like, oh, okay. Cause they misspelled Ganassi on the back of the card. That's what it was in the trading card database. Anyway, um, it's always, I mean, I love, the auto racing stuff because you're finding new stuff. It's just not, you know, you collect the way you want. There's no right or wrong reason. We're just happy to have cards, let alone, you know, this whole dictionary of, you know, uh, we don't get, you know, we got multiple uh, companies making cards for 70 years. We're just lucky to have some cards. So. And yeah. to me, as a guy that collects, you know, I've collected all the pretty much all the stick and ball sports other than soccer over time. It's just a fun little dynamic that racing has that, you know, the others in general don't other than baseball. And but then you're talking stuff from the 30s and back. So that's a whole and that's a whole different ball game in itself. Yeah, I just wish somebody would pick up the IndyCar license. I know you would, Ken, for sure. <laughs> I'm surprised nobody has, especially with the popularity of F1. I mean, I mean, it's all open wheel racing. I know it's different technology and different things. You know, there, there are big, huge differences in the cars, but still, it is open wheel racing. Well, and, and kind of segueing into our next segment here, collecting the way you like and all, you know, different kind of collectibles. You know, I, I stumbled on the 1992 Hot Wheels Pro Circuit cars, cards, kind of like the uh, 82 Kidco's. And I'll throw some images up here. So, you know, this is the way it was packaged. You got your um, Hot Wheels car and you got a trading card on it. And so there were 17 different uh, drivers, cars, cards. And you can see, so there's a front again. But then in the back, you can kind of look through this little window here and see the back of the card. So... I thought that was pretty cool that you kind of see, you know, the, the back of the trading card there. Yeah. And the cars are, the cards are numbered. Yes. Uh, I think there's 17 here is, um, Andretti here. You know, we were talking, we were talking before we, before we started recording about, uh, some of these with PSA, I didn't realize until just now when you said that, that you could kind of see the, the back of them. So I wonder how many of those have damage in that window area. Uh, making those, you know, even potentially more difficult to to procure in a high grade. Yeah, they're probably prone to being, um, I'm not say crease, what are the dented, right, or marked, yeah, sculpted or something scratched. You know, any number of the service impressions. Thank you. 
<laughs> yeah, note like that Richard, greater surface impression. <laughs> that Richard Petty right there has chrome wheels. The one I've got has uh, like gray, gray slash black wheels. I'll, I'll show you that one. Real okay. Quick. Well, I'll pull up some of the other cards here. I mean, there they're, looks like they're chrome, which really caught my eye because this is 92. So this is early chrome. Uh, the backs aren't, you know, too bad. They're, you know, the color, color photo, a uh, little bit of color there with, with the name and a little bit of the information of the driver and some of the other stuff there. So um, they look... Um, they look pretty, pretty interesting or, or, or cool. So the checklist, like I said, there's 17. Um, there's Jack Baldwin, Scott Sharp, John Force, Kenny Bernstein, Richard Petty, Kyle Petty, Mark Martin, Morgan Shepard, Roberto Guerrero. Guerrero. Mm-hmm. Uh, Berto Dine, Michael Andretti, Rusty Wallace, Greg Pickett. Mario Andretti, Al Unser Jr., Rick Mears, and Emerson Fittipaldi. Fittipaldi. <clears throat> now, what really caught my eye, I don't we want to talk about this not, but there are actually five of them, or five more that were not released, but somehow got out, which really kind of is intriguing. I'll have to find out more about those. They are, you know, expensive, but again, if you run into them somewhere, the Bobby Ray Hall, uh, John Andretti, Scott Pruitt, uh, was a cruise cruise Pedragon and George Robinson. Yeah. I didn't even know those existed until tonight. So now so. you've got me excited about <laughs> trying to find those. Yeah, so there are. I did see some on eBay. Somebody had all five, and they've sold some of them, and they range from anywhere from two hundred to four hundred dollars a piece. I did look in the sold, and there are two that of them. Two of them sold for like seventy five dollars a piece, a piece. So, but I have to yep. check the Beckett. I I got to figure out in Beckett where it is if they're in there, and then how they're um, categorized or on under what. So. But I thought they're, you know, pretty colorful and to be chrome, not a super high dollar collectible, I guess you would say, if, um, you know, you're trying to get the regular 17. Yeah, I cannot imagine it would be very expensive because I know I found a lot of these things, uh, even back in the day, they were on closeout for like a dollar. In fact, I'll show you one. I'll show you one real quick here. Um, this is the Greg Pickett. Now, this is the one I remember back collecting these back in the day. People were talking about they thought this one was the toughest one to find. It's Greg Pickett. And, and I don't know if that's held true over the years or not. But back in the day, that was the one everybody said you needed to pick up was this one because it was so hard to find. So myself, I've never heard of Greg Pickett. What Any idea what series he was running? I'm wondering if, you know. If you have a case, say a case is 24, maybe there was only one picket, but there were, you know, three Andretti's and, you know, Penny and five Penny's and, and whatever. So that, yep. that I mean, there could be something to that. Cause yet yeah, again, that's a name that honestly, I just do not know. Yeah. I think he ran Trans Am cars. Yeah. I probably wouldn't have, a, you know, a lot of those in a case. Cause you, I would think the distribution to your boy Ken would be, 
you know, he'd be one a case or whatever. And, uh, you know, nobody was really waiting outside the store to open up to, <laughs> to buy one of those. Yeah, you those... can see how much I paid for it back then. This looks like a KB sticker from KB Toys. Uh, Miss KB. Yeah. So yeah, you can tell that I didn't. I didn't pay a whole heck of a lot of money for them. And um, I've got that Richard Petty. I was going to show you a while ago. You saw the one that it had chrome wheels. May, I wonder if there's a wheels variant, which would not surprise me. But you see, this one is. Yeah. So that's chrome. Ah, man, you found a you found a variation there. I got the very got the variation right here. Yeah, the car. Yep, cars the same. But of course, you know, this is the one that got me started with these cars. When I saw that Richard Petty was in the set, it's like, <laughs> oh, it's, it's game on now, man. I got to buy these things. <laughs> it's on. Yeah, well, it's I, cool. Yeah, and it's, I mean, it's awesome to see the IndyCar drivers, right? Yeah, I've got some of those, too. Um, I've got, I've got, here's, here's, here's Emo right here. I know Ken will appreciate that one. I like the car. It's colorful. Yeah, you notice it doesn't have the Marlboro on there. It's got Penske. <laughs> yeah, and I'm assuming the mirrors is pretty much probably the same car because I believe. Yeah, I'm sure Penske it probably is too. Time. Yeah, I mean it's no different than the. Uh, you know, I remember when I started getting into NASCAR in like '95, '96, and I did get into diecast. And you know, when you went into the Walmart, all the rusty cars had rusty on the top. And, yeah. you know, as it got later, Dale Jr., they were all Dale Jr. So, yeah, same. Unfortunate, but it is what it is. What are you going to do? Yeah, Harry Gant was the same way. They didn't have Skull on there. It just, it would just say, like, Bandit or something on the on the car. It was crazy. And here's a, here's a John Force, which I really like. And um, if you look up here close, for the people who are watching, I actually got him to sign that back in the day when he was at the Motorsports Park here locally. I brought that with me and he signed it. He and that guy, let me tell you something about John Force. He's just as wild as in person as you see him on TV. He he picks up anything and signs it. In fact, I had my box of cards and he grabbed my box of cards from me and signed my box. <laughs> I've got it still where he signed the box. That's what that reminds me. <laughs> that's what it reminds me of Talladega Nights where he's signing autographs and almost signs his assistant's forehead. You, you can't be in my way when I'm in signing mode. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> here's here's Kyle Petty. Of course, they had they had both Petties in there. And, and I always did like that male yellow car. Now, I will say something about these cars that I did not like back in the day. If you notice, the front wheel is smaller than the back wheel. Did not notice that. Put your put your picture back up, Val. You'll see it better. Well, that one actually looks like they're the same. But, yeah, if you look at them, the, the front wheels are smaller than the big the back wheels. Yeah, um, that, Gre that Greg Pruitt, the one on the right, it looks like it I is see, I see it on. I do see it on that one. I don't really see it on the others, but I do see it on that same one, Val. It looks that way to me, too. Yeah, the Greg Pickett, the, the Jack Baldwin, you can tell it too. Yeah, it actually looks like two different colors for the wheel. It's white and... Yeah. So I'll, maybe that's the way it is in the picture too. And Yeah, so, okay. Yeah, but I'll, I'll show you the Petty again real quick and you can look at it. And you can, and you can tell if I can get it, get it to focus close enough up. You can tell that the, the back wheel is bigger than the front wheel. It's hard to tell because it's black on black with the wheel well. Yeah. But it, it is you just just trust me. <laughs> okay, I trust you. 
And then um, for the five that are super scarce, uh, this is what they look like. I love that Pruitt there with the yellow. Or the the John Andretti. The one in the oh, is that John Andretti? Or what yeah. I, what I yeah. I yeah. John Pru Andretti. I'm sorry. Pruitt's on the left. I'm not even sure who his sponsor was. But, yeah, obviously that's a uh, Pennzoil yellow submarine, as they like to call it-esque. Pruitt was uh, true sports. Okay. That's what they have for. And then uh, McDonald's for Pedgren, the hunting hunting ranch for Robinson, Pennzoil, and then for Bobby Rahal, Rahal, Rahal Hogan total was what's there. So those are the three, but. Oh, you know who his was? I was sitting there trying to figure it out because it's got his name on the side. He had a Miller Genuine draft. Look at that. Yes. It's kind of the color scheme of Rusty Wallace. Yep. Oh, That's okay. exactly it. He was uh, he was actually at the Motorsports Park uh, testing way back when. And I, I actually got to meet him and got him to sign a few autographs. Um, a buddy of mine who was a paramedic said, you know, he's a part-time paramedic. He said, hey, I'm going to be a paramedic out at the motorsports park and bobby ray hall's out there testing because they have to have somebody there just in case something happens right so uh he said just come on out there man and it was like you know it was it, just like it was really cool just to talk to him and get his autograph and uh, watch that car go around the road course and test it was, it was neat very cool and oh then, those are cool man i like that that cruise pedragon yeah the mcdonald's and then the uh, the other one. Notice that the fonts are bigger on uh, the George Robinson card versus Cruz Pedragon. It's, yeah. It's a bigger font. It's, the design is a little bit different as well. I wonder why these things never made it out. That's kind of strange. I, I guess maybe one day we can find out. Yeah, I don't know why that was so limited. I guess, well, they were produced, but they, they just weren't packed out or... Yeah, I don't know the exact story. Again, I was going by what was on the eBay um, description or, you know, poking around, kind of looking at sold auctions, current auctions, the different um, offerings that they're out there right now. Uh, there's a few ways to search for it on eBay. You know, one is the Hot Wheels 1992. The other one is to add the Pro-Circuit in the search to, to bring that back um again they weren't too expensive anywhere from a few dollars to 10 15 uh a piece whatever so again I, this is something i saw and i thought they were pretty cool looking and especially the the early chrome stuff uh so my question you guys is does it detract that it's just pictures of the cars and not the drivers the drivers are on the back you know it's like what i said before I, i'm used to it it's been like this for me since day one i mean 88 max had car pictures so i'm, I'm used to having pictures of cars and it doesn't bother me i think it's kind of cool because you know i you know i like the man and the machine that's what for me that's what really makes this makes motorsports for me is you know it's, it's that meld of of driving skill and then the technology of the cars so you guys talk, you guys uh, mentioned that question, you know, that I had asked you guys, you guys mentioned it last week. 
And because in general, I'm not a fan of the car cards. I'm more a fan of the driver cards. But in this case, A, you don't have a driver card to compare it to, for one. And secondly, the item you're actually buying is the die cast, which is the car anyway. Mm-hmm. So it, it's it's a little different uh, for me. Yeah, I mean, I have no problem with that. We know that Racing Champions later did put, you know, headshots of the drivers on. But, you know, in the case of this, I, I haven't looked at Trading Card Database. That's probably Scott Sharp's rookie card. It's a racing card. So mm-hmm. it's his first card, you know, right, wrong, or indifferent on how you feel about car cards. Um. Yeah, so I, I have no I have no problem with it. I mean, the cards are just a bonus at the end of the day. We're lucky as card collectors that there were cards in there. Right. And, you know, I've always liked these kind of die casts with the cars and the cards because it makes it a dual collectible. It's collectible for, you know, card people like us. It's also collectible for the die cast people, which, you know, I'm a die cast guy, too. I don't collect near as much die cast as I did back in the day. But back in the early 90s to, to maybe you know, even to, to the early 2000s, I was collecting a lot of die cast along with the cards. See, I like these because they have the photos of the, the drivers on the back. So, um, yeah. So it's a yeah. double threat. Yeah. So I've got, I'll do a quick show and tell here that I've got a handful here that uh, I picked up over the years in collections. Here's Alan Sir Jr. And I like that Valvoline car. I always did like that car. And of course, you look at the back, and there he is on the back. Uh, here's Jack Baldwin. This is, I'm sure, this is his rookie card as well, and he was sponsored by Hot Wheels. So that 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 may have been the uh, precipice of uh, why he, you know, Hot Wheels got into this. Because this sure was that. like their, their very first foray into um, into you know racing, you know car you know doing die, racing diecast and it explains why because i was going to say earlier like you said he was trans am the only guy i can think of from trans am from that era and i know there's a couple more i know but i, I think of tommy kendall immediately yeah but this explains why he was in the set maybe more so than a tommy kendall or some of those other other guys that may have a bigger brand name exactly here's uh here's roberto guerrero i always did like roberto guerrero I like that car too, the the Quaker State. I was going to ask oh. if that was the Quaker State. It was green, and I knew he drove yeah. Quaker State at one point. Yeah, that's the Quaker State car. Oh, that and, was the that was owned by Bernstein, which yeah, that also was yeah, Quaker State. Yeah, Kenny Bernstein sense. had his fingers in a lot of stuff. Of course, he had he was on the twenty six. Uh, I guess it was the Quaker State Buick that Ricky Rudd drove in NASCAR. And, and here's Kinzer, uh and Kinzer's uh failed run over there. Yeah, Kinzer, yeah, Kinzer followed him and Kinzer poor old Steve Kinzer just didn't do anything. Uh, and there's Rick Mears, of course, with Penske, you know, with Marlboro brushed out, airbrushed out. Here's Michael Andretti. That's a cool car. That's the Texaco Star. I like that. That's that's one of my more favorite card car cards of this series. Uh, It'd be interesting to see the Mario because I know at one point they were both driving the Texaco cars, and then at one point they were both driving the Kmart cars as well at the same time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't have I don't have that with me. Uh, I probably have it in the other room. I'd have to go dig it out. But there's Kenny Bernstein, and if you look on the back, like I said, he was he was uh, he was pretty big back in the day. He had really branched out into different forms of motorsports. Because he started out as a drag racer. And then here's uh, what you, who you were talking about a while ago, Ken. There's the Scott Sharp rookie card. 
with the Duracell sponsorship. So that's pretty cool. So these are the ones that I have. I'm sure I've got more. I just honestly don't know where they're at. These are the ones I had had quick access to earlier. So I, I pulled these out. But PSA also grades these cards as well. But they've only graded four cards so far. They've graded Kenny Bernstein, two Richard Petty's, and a Mario Andretti. And none of them have gotten tens. Uh, Richard Petty's gotten a nine and an eight. The Kenny Bernstein came back a six. Whew. And, <laughs> and Mario Andretti is a seven. So they PSA will grade these. And I guess it's like what you said, Ken, with that window on the back, that may have a lot to do with the condition of the cards. In fact, so, I know. So which so do you have the Petty Eight or the Petty Nine? I'm sure you've got one of them, right? I think I've got one. I don't remember which one it is. <laughs> yeah, I was gonna ask him how many he's got it graded, but well, this is a great little, you know, 17-card set. So it's not horrible to get graded and, you know, get you the number one spot on the registry. Yeah, I may have to pursue pursue, pursue <laughs> this. Now, you got me excited, Val. Way to go. I appreciate that. More money for me to spend. Hey, that's, you know, that's what we do here at Nash Carter Radio, right? We try to breathe a little life into some of these because, you know, you don't, don't have a lot to chase, so there's plenty of stuff that's already been produced and is awesome. And and to those listening that you know maybe don't really delve into the die cast, for a lot of the die cast collectors, uh, the packaging being in pristine shape without price tag, that's important. But if you're uh, looking for the card itself and you want to open it, maybe you'll find some at a yard sale or a, you know a, 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 you know whatever place that's got. All four corners on that that packaging are dinged up, but that doesn't mean that card that card wouldn't come out and possibly be in good condition. So, you know, you don't necessarily have to go buy an immaculate one if really what you want is the card, or you're gonna yeah if you're gonna open it. Period. Exactly. Yeah, I, I think that if you find find a good one, I mean, because if you look again, if you look at the packaging, um, there's really not a lot of room for those cards to flop around. So they're they're pretty pretty secure in there. The question is, did when they press these things down, did it do anything to the card? You know, like mess up the corners. So that would be my concern. But you know, if you look at this one, this one looks great. I think it's a little off center, but uh, it still looks it's a nice looking card. So, so yeah, I may I may have to go after this, Val. Thanks a lot. I really freaking appreciate it. Well, again, you know, some of the things I learned and I'll reiterate is if you're looking for these on eBay or something like that is Hot Wheels and Pro-Circuit uh, 1992. You can, um, it'll help you find them in the search. So, again, I don't have any for sale or nothing like that. So, it's not, uh, we're not pumping these or nothing, but <laughs> for a few dollars or whatever. Yeah, yeah. You, you can easily buy all 17 of these cards uh, I think for cheaper than you could buy a box of Prism. <laughs> yeah, have, but again, it, a lot of fun with it. Yeah, it, it's something to kind of chase and um, give you a little bit of um, some fun there. You know, chasing these and, and hunting them down. So again, they look they look nice. So again, it was something that caught my eye, and I thought it would be uh, cool to talk about or bring some of these things back to life as we try to do here at NASCAR Radio. You know, as usual, it's it's always the racing card market 
that that sets the tone uh, and the technology for things to come. Because you know these are some of the very first Chrome cards. Think about it, this is '92. I know that I think Tops had what '93 Chrome basketball, baseball, fine baseball, baseball. Yeah, so all I so, could think of was when, when did Max start that Chrome? Was that '93, '94? I can't remember. They had the Chromium cards. I think they had they had a few in '91 um, Max. Yeah, right. Uh, Ninety one in the uh, deluxe set. Yeah, and I remember pulling the Davy Allison out of a pack. One of those Chrome Davy Allison cards, and it, it it was a blank back. It's it's kind of funky looking, but uh, I remember pulling a Davy Allison out. So I know they came in packs. It was very few and far between, but you did get them in packs. Yeah, so that predates you know the again the stick and ball sports by couple years because i do think 93 was the for i know that was the first year for baseball yeah and take that, that stick and ball sports <laughs> and that's one of the things ken that <laughs> caught my eye was like hey this is 92 and this is chrome and it's like you know they look good and i was like well that's you know some early chrome cards for the market so yeah but you know, it kind of it kind of fits racing chrome you know chrome and racing. Yeah, exactly right they, they, they kind of go together Exactly. Yep. Well done, Hot Wheels. Let's do it again. Yeah. <laughs> more more yeah, cars. Hot Wheels, where you been? Well, I think they had another one in 98, but yeah, I'd love some new tie-ins with, you know, some other stuff. So, any <clears> car. <throat> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Or uh, <coughs> drag racing. Because, <coughs> you know, I, I like drag racing. I watch it on TV a lot. Uh, there, there's just no cards. I mean, they had so, some back in the day, but there's just no no drag racing cards at all anymore. So I know I should have looked it up, but I didn't. The John Force, his first cards, was it 91 or 92? So 90, 90, it's, I think it's 91. Um, is it 91 Pro set? They NHRA. did have they did have an NHRA set. That sounds right. They had NHRA back then. Yeah, I wasn't sure if it was 91 or 92. So this is early. And then Action Pack got into the deal too. They had drag racing cards as well. They had NASCAR, they had some Indy, and they had um, drag racing. So uh, Action Pack was doing like everything. I miss those days. I don't believe that Action Pack actually released an Indy car set. I think the only thing out there are those prototypes. And there's the pro like yeah, six the prototypes. Cars. That's I right. I don't believe, I could be wrong, but I don't recall seeing. It would be awesome if they did, because, I mean, at that point, you know, I'm like 12, 13 years old. Action pack cards were super cool. Yeah. So I love the technology on those. Where they, they printed out the sheet, and then they fold, fold them over and glue them, and it's amazing. They're embossed. They're, those are cool cards. Yeah, just the texture, and you can't even tell if they're in a slab now. Yeah, you can't. <laughs> you can't. <laughs> yeah, we're digressing, and, of course, we're uh, we're going off on a tangent. So, uh, anything else you guys want to cover on this, or we'll head over to King's Well, Corner? I've got, I've got, okay. I've got oh, yes. a couple little news nuggets I want to talk about. Uh, let me pull my notes back up. Uh, and Ken, you'll be interested in this. Uh, this is from the Sports Business Journal. They're reporting that a deal is getting closer with Helio Castroneves on competing in next year's Indy 500. Yeah, there is. I listen to IndyCar stuff. I want to say there's probably about three. There, there's about two or three seats left, and I mean, it's hard to it's hard to imagine not having Castro Nevis in there. I mean, 
You now have a guy that's tied for the most career, Indianapolis, 500 wins. You got to think somebody is going to be able to put him in a car, but does he may also only want to take a super competitive car, but we think there may be another Ganassi ride out there. Um, you know, he's been a, Elio's been a longtime Penske guy. So yeah. hard to say, hard to say what is actually out there. Um, some of the podcasts I listen to talk about that, but it's not something I have committed to memory. Yeah, they're talking about here's the options: Trackhouse's Project Ninety One program, and the Money Team Racing Number Fifty Chevrolet. They say are viable options for Castro Nevis. So those are the two options, I guess, that they were looking at to put him in a car. We shall see. I mean, I'm not an Elio fan by any stretch of the imagination. But I mean, that's 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 somebody that needs to be in the race. He needs to be in the race before the Larsons, the Bushes. No offense to those guys, because I want to see those guys come over and run. But Elio needs to have one of those seats before those guys come over, in my opinion. Yeah, I'm with you. That I think it'd be cool. I just I like it. I like it when drivers cross over. I mean, Jimmy didn't have the best of years this year, and you saw where he went. He's going back to NASCAR. So. Tail tucked between his legs, all you NASCAR people. Yeah, it was a lot harder than he thought. He thought he was going to get in there, and, and I'm sure he thought he was going to just tear it up. He and ran. He did run well on ovals in general, though, which is what he has experience at. I, I'm not going to say anything bad about his time there. He he looked like he was going to be competitive at Indy. You know, it just didn't work out, but that's the Indy 500. You know, it's no different than Daytona. You know, you can have mm-hmm. the best car. It doesn't mean you're going to win. You could be the best driver. It doesn't mean you're going to win. But he he did he did, he did did well at Texas, which was the only race before Indy on an oval. Um, yeah, I, I won't badmouth what he did. He was very competitive on ovals and just struggled on road courses. And, you know, it's not something he'd done a whole lot of. Yeah. Uh, yeah, he's not a road course ace. But, so that, but again, that just goes to show you the difference – in the driving styles and in the technology used in the cars and how to drive those cars it's a huge difference and it's a huge learning curve it's not like it used to be because you know think about back in the day you know mario and aj they could go back and forth to anything and man they could just drive the wheels off of it and win um it's just not like that anymore it's it's just totally different disciplines and i'll just throw this one last thing in there i can't remember if it was nicholas latifi or I can't remember if it was Vettel. It was one of the F1 guys tested an IndyCar and basically decided he wasn't going to go to IndyCar because, and I love this, because the IndyCar cars are actually tougher to drive. The F1 cars are super smooth. <laughs> so, you know, I, 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 I'm a little smug and have a little smirk about that. Um, wasn't going to bring that up, but I felt like it kind of flowed with where we were going. Yep. What else you got, Logan? Uh, I just want to say congratulations to Sebastian Vettel on his retirement from F1. Uh, the the uh, Abu Dhabi race, or that's where they were, weren't they? Yeah. Yes. Uh, that was his last race, and they, they gave him a really nice send-off. Uh, he's a four-time F1 champion, so congratulations to him. Uh, also, staying with F1, uh, Williams has confirmed that American driver Logan Sargent will be stepping into the uh, the Williams ride in 2023, he's going to be replacing Nicholas Latifi. So his, his teammate will be Alex Albon. So that's going to be cool. Not only do we have an American in there, but we have an American named Logan. Logan. I like that. 
<laughs> and it'll be it will be it'll be interesting because he's going to be the first full timer since Scott Speed, if I'm correct. That is correct. So it'll be interesting to see again because this is typically this is a card show, even though we still talk motorsports. Um, it'll be interesting to see. You know, does that draw some extra interest in his cards in particular from the American market? Does is this the next step for F1 becoming more popular in America now having? an American team in Haas and an American driver in Sargent. Um, it can't hurt. No, but it can't hurt. Does it help, you know, TBD and it'll be interesting to watch. Well, you know, Logan Sargent had a tops now F1 card and Val and I both are going, Hmm, scratching our heads going, I don't remember seeing that. Yeah. We missed that one. We missed that one somehow. I don't know how I missed that unless I, I my email went to spam or something. I just didn't see it. But I've, I've picked up a couple since then, and if they look good when I get, because I haven't got them yet, when they get here, I may uh, I may send them in for grading. Who knows? So well, yeah, guys... good. I was going to say you can see it's already sparked interest with me. Well, I was going to say I hope everybody's sitting down because go figure. Tops didn't put the printer on on the tops now. On Logan Sargent? Yeah, you got to be kidding me. <laughs> no, there's a whole bunch they missed. You got to think yep. it's going to, you got to think though, it's going to be a lower print run because he is a, an air quote, no name at the time that it was printed. Well, He's not. sometimes those are high because of that, but it'd be nice to know since that's what tops now says that, Hey, you know, we're going to print on demand and then we're going to let you know what it was. And they don't, there's probably about 10 of them that they don't have print runs on. Thanks so that, that means we're still printing them. They could be. They could be <laughs> anyway, um, anything else? That's the, that's the only news I've got. I mean, the NASCAR um, banquet in Nashville is next week. Um, I don't think I'll be able to get to go to that, even though it's only three hours away from me. I'd love to be able to go and maybe try to get autographs, but it's just uh, it's not in the cards for me. Gotcha. <laughs> Well, I did want to uh, follow up with, um, we have um, listener submissions and Cade, I'm infected. Uh, he had, he did send me some photos here. And so this was his PSA submission that he got back. So it was real interesting that that big Earnhardt there, I have to look, look it up. So is that so? Okay, so it's oversized. So probably a box topper of some sort. Must be, yeah. That would either got to be a box topper or a mail-in redemption of some sort. Yeah, the jumbo from looks like two thousand eight. I got to start sending you. I got to start sending you guys my pictures. Sorry. Yes, send them. Kind of failed. Or you can always go pull anything from Instagram as well. (laughs) (laughs) I know everybody gets busy, so yeah. So if anybody wants to follow me on Instagram, that's where I show my cards. I don't do YouTube videos. I haven't done YouTube videos in months. I don't do much on Twitter anymore. But you can, uh, if you're on Instagram and you want to see some racing cards and some other stuff. Follow Ken. All right. Uh, That's all I have. Yep, me too. Cue the music. Cue the music.
right. This week's King's Court. Ken, I started it off. I added an honorable mention in your honor. <laughs> this is my honorable mention for this week. I don't always have these, but uh, this was ended on the 16th of November. This is a Dale Earnhardt 1998 Press Pass autograph. And it's uh, graded and encapsulated by FCG. Actually, for a little bit, I had this was my my Joker of the week, but I found something else that I thought was a little bit different. So that I, I put this into an honorable mention. But you know, this is a pack pull, and look at it; it's uh, number seven of ninety or sixty-three. Yeah, and even the numbers of, are written in one of fourteen card number yeah. one. I guess there's fourteen cards in that set. Yeah, there I are fourteen cards in that set. I wonder how long that was up because I don't recall even seeing that. And with I have multiple Earnhardt searches, so I wonder if it was a very quick sale. Well, we're gonna find out how much did it go for. Okay, so they were asking nine hundred ninety-nine dollars and ninety-nine cents. Uh, do we want to do the prices right game real quick? I'm guessing six fifty. I'm gonna Lower. guess. Oh, well then. Wow. I was going to say 800. <laughs> <laughs> Lower. Ooh, 450. Ding, ding, ding. That's it. Exactly. Went for 450. Wow. In an FCG holder. I don't even know what FCG. That's actually a company that's in my area. Uh, they're about 45 minutes from here. It's freaking card graders. <laughs> it is. It is actually forensic card grading. Supposedly, okay. they're doing you know more trying to do more high tech stuff. I believe. Okay. Don't quote me on that, but I believe you know. Hence the name forensic. Yeah, I thought this card was cool, but and if you look at the autograph, it's kind of streaky. So I probably would not have bought it just for that reason. Yeah, the Dale. Well, actually, yeah, even in the E and the Earnhardt. Yeah, it's it's a little streaky. He looks like he had a semi-dried out marker when he was doing that. It definitely seems like one that literally sold because it's numbered out of 63. And that's why yeah. it got, it's why it's got the number it's got, because you can find much more attractive signatures for Absolutely. less than that. Mm -hmm. All right. So let's move on to our Joker of the Week. This was on the 19th of November. Evil Knievel Daredevil Leaf Executive Collection. Wow. Part one of one. Uh, I'm an Evil Knievel fan. Uh, I've always liked Evil Knievel. I jumped my bicycle when I was a kid, pretending I was Evil Knievel. Uh, and I had a lot of wrecks, and I'm surprised I still have, I still had kids after the fact. But, <laughs> but this card here, uh, they were asking $650 for it. And, okay, we'll, we'll do it again. What do you guys think this went for? I'm still going to go high. I'm still going to say like 450. Oh, you're not far off lower. 400. Higher. Oh, 425 then. Lower. <laughs> oh, wow. It was one of those. It's one of these weird uh, numbers. I'll, I'll just go ahead and say it. 41889. Yeah, 420. <laughs> oh, Jesus. Yeah. <laughs> that's, but I mean, that's a very cool piece. And congratulations, congratulations to those of you that had Evil Knievel on your NASCAR radio bingo card today. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> I'm trying to look at that. It's a Budweiser, but it looks like it's um, some kind of cardboard or something like that. It almost looks like it's a coaster. 
That's actually what I was thinking. One of those yes. old cardboard coasters or something. Very good. That's what it is. I think it's a coaster, but it's so unusual. I just had to put that in there as the Joker of the week because I just thought it was cool. Yeah, that is that is awesome. I can't get I can't I cannot get mad at you for bumping Earnhardt for that. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, thank uh, you very anybody much. Growing up in the in the seventies, um, yeah, everybody knew about Evil Knievel and the little wind up motorcycle and everything else. Yeah, I've got I've got one of those dolls over there somewhere right now. In fact, I can see it from here. <laughs> okay, so uh, next up, we've got our Jack of the Week, our young driver. This was on November 20th. Chase Elliott, Panini Prom Patch, one of one. It's got the Chevy logo on it. It's uh, pretty neat. It only went for one bid of 800 bucks. Oh, it was, a, it was an auction, one bid. It was okay. an auction, and it's, the starting bid was 800 and somebody just bid, and they were the only bidder. Wow. So that's pretty stout for that card. I don't know if it's worth 800 bucks, but. Uh, somebody works at Chevy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. For somebody who likes Chevy, and there's probably somebody that collects all those Chevy logos, because, you know, we, we've seen it on the Nuts group where. You know, people collect all the different things, all the, you know, the American flags, Coca-Cola, you know, all the different, all the different things that they collect, the NASCAR logos. I mean, there's so many different things you can collect. So, yeah, that's pretty cool. I thought it was cool. And, you know, it is Chase Elliott, so you really can't go wrong with that. So I think, I think it may be a little high, but uh, it's still cool. I would agree. All right. So here's our queen of the week, Ken. And this, <laughs> this card ended on the 19th. It's a 2021 Panini Prism Danica Patrick. It's a white sparkle one of one. So that means it came out of National Treasures, one of the, that pack in National Treasures. They had it graded. It's a PSA 9, which, you know, lucky for them that it got a 9 because I think if, if a, a one of one gets anything less than a 9, it kind of, to me, it kind of diminishes it a little bit, but it's still a one of one. But uh, this card went out to bidding. And it went for $177.50 with 27 bids. That's a lot of bidders. It is a lot of bidders. Somebody wanted that card. You know, I'm not the biggest Danica fan. I mean, uh, I would like to see them make a full feature movie of all of her crashes. I think they could fill up two hours worth of video easily. <laughs> but, uh, uh, but, and of course, we've met her before, Val. Um, yeah. In Charlotte. <laughs> but, uh yeah, I mean that's 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 a cool card. I, I you know I have never seen any of those autograph cards come out of a pack personally uh, for those white sparkle. I've never never gotten autograph. Have you, Val? I have not. Never got uh, never got an auto or seen auto come out of those. So, so it's got to be tough. Uh, those things have to be extremely tough. And then of course to, to be a one of ones even tougher. So that that's pretty cool. I I think it's a cool card though. Mm -hmm. I, I yeah. think the price is about right. Yeah, I don't think that. I mean, you know, it's a one-on-one autograph. It's already been graded, so um, yeah, I think that's about right. And I will say this: it's not Haley Deegan, Ken. <laughs> no. Yeah, but I mean, honestly, they're they're about one and two on my list. So yeah, I figured as much. <laughs> All right, what we got next here? All right, Ready? next up. Is our king of the week, and guess what? It's the it's king. The king. <laughs> That's not the king. There's the king. 
This was a king prize. Yeah, this was on the 20th of November. It's a 2020 Panini National Treasures Richard Petty Hollow Gold, one of one. It's a PSA 10 on the card and a PSA 10 on the auto. That thing is super cool to me, man. That is a one slick card. So has it shown up for you yet, Logan? Not yet. It's I'm waiting for it to come in the mail. Okay. <laughs> um, they were asking $1,192.50. I don't know where, where they got that price from, uh, but that's what they were asking. But they did accept the best offer of how much, guys? I'm going like 700 Higher. 701 Higher. <laughs> you better step in, Val. Before was it not $1,192? No. I mean, it looks like it. Yeah, I guess I... Oh, well, you know what? I went and looked. I guess it wasn't $1,192.50. So I'm thinking the scratch out might have been where, like, it might have been a sale. Like, they had had it and had it, like, 20% off or something. It might have been because, you know, what's strange is I saw that, but then I went and uh, I looked over on um, that. Uh, right, that website. Yeah, that, that went the, um, what I, I can't remember the name of it right now, the. Uh, like 180 point or something. Yeah, point. Yeah, yeah. 130 point or whatever. Yeah. And it said it sold for 900 bucks. Oh, okay. Well. So I don't know. I'm confused. So what is this one of one white box authentic signature? I don't remember ever seeing that. I've never seen that either. I saw that and I'm like, what is white box? Is that a is that some kind of sticker that they put on there or somebody put on there? I don't know where where that came yeah, from. I don't, I don't know. Some kind of like national giveaway or something. Uh, that's just that's what it sounds like to me because I remember the old black boxes and things like that. It just so this is a PSA DNA certified. So why would that be? I don't understand that because I thought that it would, because it's past 1998. Well, they got the autograph graded. Oh, is that what they did? So, yeah. Yeah. It's a 10, it's a 10 on the signature and a 10 on the card as well. Yep. So they, they didn't need to get the autograph authenticated. They, they did get it all graded. They got it graded. Okay. Yes. All right. So, yeah. So I don't know about this. White box. Maybe that was something they did in 2020 National Treasures. I don't know. Because uh, I've never seen that before. And I'm, of course, I've never gotten a one one out of that. So. But, you know, 900 bucks, 1100 bucks, that's, for that's a, pretty nice. That's for why a, you guys need Jason here and not me. He probably knows the answer to that. I don't know. But <laughs> we'll, say, we'll say he did. We yeah, we He is the research thing. department, he said. He, right? he is. So yep. this man knows his stuff. Yeah, he would have known where that Chase Elliott patch came from. Yeah, that's a cool card. I, I really like that card. And I think that's probably the price it should go for. Yeah, it's it's nice. Since it's a one of one. All right. Uh next is our is our one of one of the week. And of course, it's an F1 card. This was on the 19th of November. Charles Leclerc 2021 Tops Dynasty. It's a one of one triple patch. And uh it went out to bidding and it, it went for $2,938 with 36 bids. Uh, I would like to think that they would have had some cooler patches on there for a one of one. 
Yeah. <laughs> that, They're all different, though. That's from Dynasty, right? Dynasty is yes. kind of like their national treasures, if I'm correct. It's their highest end. Yes. Yeah, it definitely makes you wonder, yeah, why do we just have one color pieces on there and not some swatches? Yeah, that makes no sense to me. But, you know, you know I, I have no idea why they do what they do. You know, it's, that's their decision. I think it would have been a lot cooler if they would have had like you know, part of a logo or something, especially on that middle patch that looks like it came off the uniform. Now, I don't know if, if does it say where these patches came from? No, I man. don't see. No, I don't think they go that. It I just mean, says it, authentic. It, um, yeah. If it's your top, if it's your top product and it's a one one why was that Ferrari logo not in the middle? Yeah, no kidding. Or at least a piece of it. I mean, that, that, that should have been on there, but I mean, Nonetheless, it's still a cool card, um, and, and it is a one-on-one. And it, like I said, it went for $2,938. Now, Val, you know as well as I do, a year and a half ago, that probably would have gone for three times that or more. Yeah, I was just thinking about the prices of the boxes. They're, you know, three grand to five grand. So, I mean... If, you know, pulling one of these, you're either breaking even or even taking a loss mm -hmm. when you get fees and stuff. So there's a lot of fluff baked into those box because you only get one per box. So, yeah, it's one card it. per box and you could get a team principal, which we've yeah, so, seen. Yeah. So hitting this one on one of one of the top, you know, arguably the top five drivers here. So. Yeah, he was early on in the season. He was a contender for the title, but uh, they just had their issues. But yeah, that just goes to show you, like you, what you said before, Val, that um, buying a box of Dynasty is just a really basically a scratch off. Yeah. Yeah. So, and getting back, circling back, yeah, the, the, you know, for a one on one, I mean, they do have three different patches here, but it would have been nice to see. Um, uh, you know, something else with, with some of those patches. Because uh, I don't, I guess there are some other larger logos in Dynasty, but it just kind of seems, you know, I don't know, you want to sacrifice some patches or parts of patches, but for a one-on-one, you'd think it'd be a little sexier than that. But you the only thing I can think off the top of my head, was there a 2020 Dynasty or no? Yes. Yes. Maybe maybe they had literally just one suit, and maybe the 2020 Dynasty stuff has most of the multicolored items. Yeah, it could. I just I'm I mean I'm just throwing spaghetti at the wall and seeing if it sticks. <laughs> no, but, no, you're right. Uh, I'm with you. The yeah. only the only redeeming grace is at least it does look like the two white materials when you zoom in. They're different. They're not from the same place or something like that. There's something right. different about them. Yeah, they're definitely and a nice signature. So. Yeah, it's not some kind of just little scribble. At least he's got a good signature. Yep. So, yeah, it's a cool card. All right, so here's our last card of the week for King's Court. Our Royal Flush. This is our highest price card. This was on the 16th of November. And, of course, you can see it's a Probstein deal. It's a 2020 Topps Chrome F1 Orange Wave Refractor of uh, Max Verstappen. It's out of 25. And that bad boy got a PSA 10 on it. And of course, since it's a prop scene auction, it did go out for bidding. It went for 8600 bucks with 48 bids. That's a cool card. You have to admit, that's a nice looking card. 
That yeah. is amazing. That's a nice card. It's not the variation. It's the regular. Um, but again, a number to 25 PSA 10. That's a nice card. Yeah, and I think that orange really pops with uh, his uniform and everything. I think it, it, that, that really looks nice. Yeah, with that blue and, and stuff behind it. Yeah, definitely. Their oranges do look good because um, I recently got a uh, Lundgaard <laughs> numbered out of 25. That was Oh, amazing. did you? Yeah. Cool. Um, yeah, so they're good-looking cards. And, again, I haven't studied the high-end Formula One stuff because I'm, I don't play in that end of the pool. I play over in the shallow end. <laughs> but I have, but I have noticed that, like, if you look at Com C, just on, just generally, there definitely is a premium. It feels like for the 2020 products over the 2021s. Absolutely. So you have that aspect as well. I'm not sitting here acting like his 2020. If it was 2021, it was going to go for 500 bucks. I mean, I'm not saying that, but there definitely is a premium for those 2020 items. It's at least from what I'm saying. Agreed. Yeah, I would, I would agree. Would agree with that. Everybody, I think, has perceived that the print run for the 2020 is a lot lower than the 21, and kind of like the Prism or one first Prism, getting that first Topps Chrome is uh, highly desirable. So, and in theory, most everyone's a rookie in 2020. True. Yeah, depending on how you define your rookies, yeah. And we talked about the 2016 and 18 stuff, but, you know, this is pretty nice. And, you know, um, some scare stuff with the 25. Of course, the card looks amazing, too. So it, that, I think that helps a lot. It does. I, would, I would love to see the collections of some of these top Hamilton for stopping, you know, just to see the collections of whoever bought this. This isn't this isn't his first card that he's purchased. You know, oh, no. oh yeah, right, exactly. So I would just, I would be fascinated to see these collections of some of these things that these uh, collectors have. Yeah, we've talked about that before. We would, we, we would love to see some of these cards these people have because it's got to be absolutely amazing. Because you're talking about, you know, playing in the, in the shallow end of the pool. I'm, I'm in the fountain, so. Well, I'm just riding the short bus. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, it's, it's, it's pretty. Uh, pretty pretty amazing stuff out there so well that's uh that's it for this week's king's court well awesome well thank you logan um anything else i gentlemen definitely you know this is um thanksgiving week so appreciate everybody listening to the show watching the show so and all the support that folks have given us uh, recently and over the years so yeah, I just want to say, first of all, I want to say hashtag skid marks, tie freaking Gibbs, because we haven't said that tonight. But but I do want to sincerely say thank you to everybody who listens to our show. Uh, we do this totally out of love for the hobby. Uh, and, you know, I think that shows in what we do. And we appreciate each and every one of you that listens. I mean, we got listeners from all literally all over the world that listen to this podcast. And again, we, we, like I said, we appreciate the heck out of you guys. We are very, very thankful for that. And uh, I'm also thankful for my co-hosts Val and Ken and Jason. So I appreciate all you guys and uh, I love you guys. I appreciate what you guys do with going back and 
going through some of these old sets because there's a lot of us that even if, you know, I started collecting NASCAR cards in about 95. So I don't know as much about those, or those 91, you know, it uh, kind of seems like you're going chronologically and I appreciate you guys doing that. And I appreciate you having me. I think on the live stream last week, you said my name one too many times like Beetlejuice. So here I am. <laughs> yep, you, you mentioned he popped up this week. <laughs> yeah, I, I love that. That's great. Yeah. Well, um, yeah. And again, thanks. You know, m- you know, maybe Thanksgiving is a, a U.S. Uh, holiday, whatever. But we, you know, everybody in the world listening to the podcast, uh, we definitely do appreciate um, and and love this. You know, the, um, love. Uh, you guys and, and the support that everybody gives for the show. So, um, and definitely, you know, Logan, Ken, and and Jason. Um, you know, we do it because uh, uh, we enjoy it, and you know, we're not trying to sell nothing. We're just trying to educate and and have a little fun. So, mm-hmm. and it's fun, and that's why I come on every time I can when you ask me. You guys, uh, you know, don't take it too seriously. Serious enough. But not too seriously, and <laughs> I, love, me, we're not. I, I love that. I love that. <laughs> I mean, it's good. These people take stuff so seriously; their stuff's just way too boring for me. Yeah, if I can't have fun doing this, then there's no reason for me to do it. Yep. All right, guys. Well, um, that's going to wrap us up for uh, this week. We now we're done with the, all the seasons. We're going to kind of shift a, a gear here and uh, we're going to be doing some special shows featuring um, dedicated to particular older sets. Go back to the 72 SDP and the uh, drag strips and the Uno and all those things and work through those during the off season to gear up for uh, 2023. So, oh, so, can I can I say yeah. one other thing real quick? Yeah, of course. I just, you just said you're not trying to sell anything, but so I don't know. I don't think you guys do. If anyone subscribes to the Beckett Vintage Collector, but also that does hit like Barnes and Nobles and stuff. In the most recent one, my friend Anson, who is pre-war cards, he wrote a an article on the T36 auto driver set that is in the most recent one. And there was some there's some idiot collector that he quoted in there a couple of times that gave him some information. <laughs> so uh but yeah, if you haven't seen that and you have some interest in that, um Ants did a great job with that. So I just wanted to throw that out there in case y'all hadn't seen that. That's cool. I'm gonna have to check that out because I'll yeah. I'm collecting those cards on the PSA set registry. Oh, the T thirty six, you're working on that set? Yeah, yeah, I've got some. I've got they're up here somewhere. I, I was trying to find them. Okay, we need to talk we need to talk offline about that again. <laughs> yeah. I've got a... <laughs> I'm 71. I'm now at 71 of 100 on the master set, and I have plenty of multiples. I had some up here somewhere. I don't know where they went off to. They were up here. I can't find them now. All right. Well, we'll we'll wrap this up for everyone. (laughs) (laughs) And stay tuned. You you don't want to miss the next show. So, all right, everybody. We're out of here. Uh, We'll see you next time.